Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hey, the Growing in Grace podcast. Mike Kapler, I'm the Cap. I've got Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, former vice president of the Lollipop Guild. How you doing, Joel? We are a lollipop kid. <laughs> but I have never followed a Yellow Rig Road. Oh, man. You, know, you got to go there. It's, uh, put it on your bucket list. Just a purple sidewalk. <laughs> remember the purple sidewalk. You got to remember the That's purple right. sidewalk. The old radio station, we had a purple sidewalk. <laughs> That's right. That was our yellow brick road. It, it represented royalty, King Jesus. King Jesus. Is that what it was? I think it I think it had something to do with that. Yeah. I did I never knew that. I just knew we had a purple sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> this is why we have these conversations. That's right. Yep. That's interesting. All those years and all these many years later, I'm finally finding out I'm, everything makes sense now. Okay. But yeah, but I mean, the yellow brick road, I mean, come on, Joel, haven't you ever had like a, a vision or fallen into a trance and God would kind of show you the yellow brick road? Yeah. And um, led me into a field of puppies, puppies, puppies. <laughs> That's from a different song that other people uh, dr demento was a big part of my childhood and there was a song called Ex- existential blues and it was loosely very loosely based on the wizard of oz <laughs> anyway other, some <laughs> of our listeners might know what i'm talking about so i won't go anywhere else with that it was just it, i liked comedy in, in in music when i was a kid gotcha gotcha <laughs> carried me through many times hey Let's finish up or uh, continue on with something we've been introducing a little bit last week with the idea, surprisingly to some, that since Jesus rose and the Spirit fell on believers, Gentiles essentially are not mentioned in the book of Acts until later by historical standards, and timelines will vary a little bit as you do this historical search But approximately seven to ten years, we can call it close to a decade, close to a decade that went by with the apostles going out there doing all this stuff, but taking the message to Jewish people, not Gentiles, not non-Jewish people. So this is kind of interesting because a lot of people, as we mentioned last week, a lot of people think Gentiles were there having the Spirit fall on them in Acts chapter 2, and that's not what it says. In fact, Peter addressed the people he was talking to after all of this went down, and he said, men of Israel, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've got some things to tell you. And then he went on with with his speech. Well, so here we are coming now after all these years, Gentiles start to become an issue. And how does all this seem to get launched? From my perspective, Joel, it seems to happen, first of all, now, granted, this, this did sort of intersect right around the same time that Paul would be coming on the scene. So Saul gets saved on the Damascus Road, and he spends a few years learning the gospel by revelation from God, doesn't really go out much, didn't really see a whole lot of people, according to Paul himself when he said this in the book of Galatians. But eventually he's ready to get out there. And God himself said, 
because you know remember Paul Saul was blinded right from the the light on the road and he sent somebody over to him and said now that this guy is is, is going to you know take this thing to the gentiles for me he's going to he's going to take this message to the gentiles so there, there is that mention and it seems to be right around the same period of time that Peter is getting this vision from God so we're in Acts chapter 10 uh, there was a man in Caesarea, what I like to say, Joel, is it was a, a, sec, a centurion <laughs> section <laughs> where this guy lived. But anyway, a centurion, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, uh, gave many alms to the Jewish people and prayed to God continually. But he was a Gentile. About the ninth hour of the day, three in the afternoon, he, he Cornelius, clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who had just come in and said to him, Hey, Cornelius. And fixing his gaze on him uh, and being much alarmed, he said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now dispatch some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon, who's also called Peter. Uh, he's staying with a tanner named Simon. When I see this is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Simon and Simon. <laughs> I, I need to, when, when you're reading, <laughs> when you're reading the Bible, especially like here in the book of Acts, it's important to know all these different surnames. I mean, there was a guy named Peter who is also called Mark, who is also called John. Uh, I'm Mike, who is also called Cap. Um, it's, sometimes it's, it's hard to follow, but so Simon Peter was staying with a guy named Simon and, uh, Basically, he told Cornelius, have your people go to his people. Here's how you get there. And then on the next day, as they were on their way to Peter, Peter went up to the housetop in the sixth hour to pray, which would have been noon. He became hungry. It was lunchtime. He was desiring to eat. But while they were making preparations, he fell into a trance. And he saw the sky opened up and an object like a great sheet coming down, lowered by four corners to the ground, and there were in it all kinds of four-footed animals, crawling creatures of the earth and birds of the air. And a voice came to him and said, Peter, get up, kill, eat. But Peter said, oh, no, Lord, for I've never eaten anything unholy and unclean. Why did he say that? Because that's what the law said, the Mosaic law. Peter was still following it. And this happened three times, verse 16, and immediately the object was taken up into the sky. Now, while Peter sat there perplexed uh, perplexed uh, as to what the vision meant, behold, the Cornelius people showed up, Cornelius, the people that he sent, and they appeared at the gate, and they were asking for Peter. And Peter was reflecting on the vision, and, and they said, hey, there's three guys here looking for you. Go on down, see what's going on. Peter went down. He said, verse 21, I'm the one you're looking for. What is the reason for which you have come? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man, well spoken of by the entire nation of the Jews, was divinely directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and hear a message from you. So he invited them and he gave them lodging. On the next day, he got up and went away with them. On the following day, they entered Caesarea, Cornelius was waiting for them. He called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him. He fell down at his feet to worship him, and Peter said, hey, get up. I'm just a man like you. Uh, they talked, and people assembled around them. He said to them, verse 28, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a man who is a Jew, like me, to associate with a foreigner, like you, 
or to visit him, a foreigner, a Gentile, a man from another nation. It's unlawful for me to even associate with you, to eat with you, to meet with you. Uh, And yet God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean, as the law said. Hmm. That's what I, I added that last part, Joel. But and I read a lot of verses here. Because we don't often do this here on the podcast, but I sort of felt like it was important because we're reaching a, a climax here with this thing. Yeah, because it's interesting that, like I was sharing last week on my previous previous jobs, I wasn't allowed to go certain places. It was kind of like a law for me that I wasn't allowed to go in certain places. And then all of a sudden, I'm given access to these places. And I, I felt like at the beginning... When I was first allowed access to these places, I felt like I was kind of breaking the law. Like, I'm not allowed to go here, but here I am now. So it was kind of weird and strange, but that's what had happened with Peter. All these years, the Jewish people had not been allowed to associate with Gentiles. And then this gospel message comes, this gospel, this new covenant that's going to be for everybody, not just the Jews. And it's kind of like, yeah, but, 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 as a Jewish person, but the law says... I'm not, I'm not supposed to go to the Gentiles. So it took, you know, a vision, a vision from God for, for Peter, even though, even though Peter and the other apostles, as we've been talking about this week and last week, had been told to go to all the nations, to, to go to the Gentiles, it was still in their, in their mindset that, eh, I shouldn't do this. So it took this vision from God for Peter. And, and I don't know, you know, there's some speculation here. So what I'm about to say is speculation, but, you know, maybe Peter knew within himself that that's what he, that he was supposed to do that. But maybe, maybe he feared, maybe some of these Jewish people were, again, just ignorant. Um, like you said, this idea that they were to go to the Gentiles, maybe it, it just seemed like it just went over their heads. Like, what? You know, it's just like, no, um, it, this is for the Jews, not for Gentiles. But for whatever reason, it took maybe God, uh, and God is patient, so it's not like he was impatient with these apostles and said, come on, guys, you need, just just would you just do this? But it, in his patience, probably, or again, speculating, God gave this vision to Peter so that he would understand that the Gentiles are actually included in this, just like I said, just like all those scriptures from the past said, the Old Testament, what we know as the Old Testament scriptures said, foretold that this was coming to the Gentiles, but it took kind of a a jolt, a wake-up call or whatever for Peter to get this, to understand this. And even so, it still took some time for people like Peter and others to really understand this. But you see this mindset that you can see it all the way up to Acts 15, uh, and we're not going there yet, but where the Jerusalem Council, there were people who believed that you had to be, not only believe in Jesus, but keep the law of Moses in order to be saved. And so that was even many, several years later, even after this. So there was a mindset that it took a long time for a lot of Jewish people to get out of that mindset and even Peter, when he's talking here with Cornelius, and all these things are going on, and he's gotten this revelation, he says, um, maybe I'm skipping ahead here, I'm not sure what else you want to get out of this, but Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, this is Acts ten thirty-four. but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Now, we know, 
we know that that is not the gospel. We know that when the gospel was later revealed to Paul, Paul said that it's those who do not work. It's, it's not by works of righteousness that we're saved mm-hmm. and, and accepted by him. So even here's a transition period going on. So people might open up their Bible. I'm open. And I, I've heard this taught, I think. Now it's coming to me. Um, I think it was on TV, a TV preacher. But in every nation who fears him and works righteousness. You know, those are who, those are the ones who are accepted by him. And so they make a teaching out of this that you have to work righteousness, you have to fear him and work righteousness in order to be accepted by him. Well, just because it's in the book of Acts, just because Peter said it, just because it's, quote, in the Bible, that doesn't mean that what Peter said was right. Again, a transition period going on. He has understood, according with this vision, Peter has understood that, okay, Gentiles really are accepted in this gospel, in this new covenant, but yet he still had some of this old mindset that maybe you have to fear God and work righteousness in order to be accepted by him. And so, you know, Peter does keep preaching on, but part of what you see here is in these early years of the body of Christ, when this gospel message had begun to be preached, at first it was by the Jewish people only to Jewish people. There was kind of a a transition period when not everything was understood. And you still have a lot of that today. You know, a lot of things are not understood. And a lot of it is because people might take a verse like verse 35 there and think that, yeah, you have to do works of righteousness in order to be accepted by him. But it took time. It took time for this gospel message, the gospel message of salvation for Jews and Gentiles, for everybody in the world. Uh, Whoever believes, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It took time for that understanding to really get out, uh, especially among uh, these Jewish apostles and and leaders. You bring up a great point, Joel, with that in verse 35 and uh, 34 uh, of Acts 10, because if if we're just in the verse mentality and because it's in the Bible and because Peter said it, people will assume it's, it's a true statement. There's a story being told here, and this is a great example of, of Peter just not having the full understanding of what was going on. He's still, at this moment, still trying to wrap his mind around the fact that Gentiles could be saved, yeah. and he came to that conclusion. How they became saved, uh, how they would become saved, you know, was something he was still going to be working through because this was just all very different at that time. And and what happens here for the rest of the chapter is that as Peter goes on to, sh- to share, Cornelius and, and his people end up receiving uh, the Holy Spirit. And the people who are with Peter, the Jewish people who are with Peter, were amazed. <laughs> <laughs> they were amazed at what was going on here. Wait a minute, th- this is actually happening? Uh, verse 45, all the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues, exalting God. And then Peter answered, surely no one can refuse water for these to be baptized. And so that's where it went. And then it gets even more interesting, which hopefully we'll get into here in the the next couple of programs. Yeah, there's much more to say about this. And part of this is just kind of just interesting stuff to us. I think, as you mentioned uh, last week, Cap, before we recorded the last one, we had talked for quite a while together, and if we would have just recorded that, 
that would have been um, fun to just you know uh, play back for people. But to you and me, these, these this this is interesting stuff just to talk about. But I think there's also uh, it's also helpful I think to our listeners to to understand how all of this happened in these early years of the church. And in the long run, it helps us to understand how, like you had said, the law was a factor in all this. Peter felt that he was forbidden to go to the Gentiles because the law said that. It's it's just another reason to get that law mindset out of our minds, out of our mindsets, to get that mindset gone so that we can understand that this new covenant has nothing to do with law, whether it's for the Jews or the Gentiles. It has nothing to do with the law. The law is what kept Jews and Gentiles apart. It's what kept Israel under the bondage of sin. It's what kept the Gentiles away from the Jews. All these things. And so with the law out of the way, as Ephesians 2 talks about and as Colossians 2 talks about, as uh, Galatians 3 talks about, that cleared the way for all of this to happen, for the Gentiles to be included in this gospel. So yeah, we'll have much more to talk about this, uh, how long it took for the gospel to actually get to the Gentiles and, and why all this is important to talk about. So we'll do more of that coming up next time. Stick with us at growingingrace.org. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.